Our defense is number one in the nation in multiple categories. Why the Gophers are going to be holding that, that mantle up this week versus Colorado and what they have to do to continue with the success coming up on Locked On Golden Gophers. You are no Locked On happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. This week we're playing Colorado. We're talking about keys to breaking down and beating down the Colorado Buffs who feature our old offensive coordinator Mike Sanford and you know what be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get podcasts find us at Locked On Golden Gophers find us on YouTube be sure to hit subscribe we're building a community it's a great time over there so be sure to jump in there and let's jump in to this breakdown now the Gophers are heavy favorites versus Colorado who has been struggling this season. The spread is 27 and a half points according to Bet Online, which means if you pick Minnesota, they not only have to win but they have to win by 28 or more to cover the spread. Now, when it comes to scoring, the line is the total score line is 46 and a half points. So, you know, that's pretty relatively low. This this is a it's a harder one to choose on because maybe playing a higher caliber opponent means that we might not put up as many points as we have in these first two weeks. But that being said, so far the Gophers have covered both weeks in the when it was fifty two and a half and when it was fifty seven points. So forty six and a half with a team that's struggling, looks manageable, and on top of that, Colorado's previous games, they have lost by a significant amount, and the scoring totals for both of their games has been 51 points in both games. So, you know, that that over is very tempting. Now, currently, impressive stats for the Gophers include being third in rush yards allowed on defense, third in the entire country, with only 76 yards allowed. Then you have them fifth in passing yards allowed in the country, with 212 so far this year, second in touchdowns allowed, with only one touchdown allowed. They only trail Georgia there. And then they are first in total defense allowed, with 285 yards given up so far, and they're first in yards per game allowed with only 142 yards per game being allowed by the Gophers defense. So this defense is nutty. On top of that, you've got Mo Ibrahim, who is 11th in the country in rush yards, and he's only really played one half in each of these games, so he could be even higher. And then on top of that, he's tied for second in the nation with four rushing touchdowns. Now, we still have more impressive things with this Gophers roster. We have the number four graded quarterback in the nation, according to PFF. We have the number four graded running back in the nation, according to PFF. 
we have the number two and number eight tight ends graded according to PFF, and that's in the country. Brevin Spanford comes in at two, Nick Callerup comes in at eight, and then you have the number two graded center according to PFF right now in John Michael Schmitz. Now, Tanner Morgan has also been impressive in his own right. He is the second most in the entire nation when it comes to yards per attempt and yards per completion. So he's getting good shots down the field, good looks, and he's getting a lot of yards. So overall, this offense has been impressive, fairly impressive, and the defense has been stand out. Now, what will the key matchups be in this week two uh, matchup? Well, the first I have is Tanner Morgan versus their secondary. Now, the secondary might not be the strongest unit, and this matchup does not directly affect the outcome of this game because Colorado's run defense is putrid. It is terrible. It is ghastly. Insert adjective here that is negative. That is what Colorado's run defense is. But the reason I'm picking Tanner Morgan versus the secondary is because my guess is Sanford will have given his defensive coordinator a heads up on what he believes to be the flaws in Tanner's game and to trying to stir something up. But this Tanner Morgan is not the same Tanner Morgan that plays in Mike Sanford's system. On top of that, Colorado has allowed the third fewest pass yards in the country so far. But that comes with a little bit of caveat because they played Air Force who hardly threw the ball on them and only had eight passing yards in their second game. And, again, their run defense has been putrid. Now, Tanner has been one of the most efficient passers in the nation. And once I, like again, I said he is the fourth, fourth highest graded quarterback in the entire country. So he's great with the decision making right now, very efficient, and I think him... Continuing that trend is going to be very key if we want to reach our peak against other high-caliber teams. If we want to get to the highest capability that this team can get to, we need the best version of Tanner Morgan. We've talked about that before this offseason. And the next step in this progression is him continuing to thrive against a Power 5 school this week. Now, the second most important matchup uh, I might sound like a broken record here, but it is Mo and Trey versus the defensive line. Now, I don't anticipate this will be a key matchup next week. I mean, Mo and Trey will be very important next week, but I don't know if that will be a key matchup for us. That being said, they are this week. Tell me you haven't heard this one before. I've talked about it multiple times. This might be the last time that we face a truly bad run defense. So we're looking for them to really light it up again. Now, because we're heading into Big Ten play next week, P.J. Fleck is probably still holding back a bit on the playbook, a bit on the what the actual true heavy parts of the pass game will look like. I don't think we've even gotten there yet. I don't think we've been pulling out things that haven't already been out there on tape for us. Now, the things that are going to be new, are improved, that might be harder to stop, that's going to start showing itself next week. But this week, again, I imagine it will be fairly basic route concepts when it comes to the passing game, and it will be a lot of ground and pound. Lastly, we could really show that Sanford is not your system that helped us run so effectively this past two years and helped him pick, uh, Mo get Big Ten running back of the year. 
but that it is the personnel themselves and that it is the awesome rock star offensive line coach here and that it is a better offensive system now without him. So it's a little fun way to have that included in the matchup, but the third key matchup is in fact Mike Sanford versus Joe Rossi. Now the two coordinators are very familiar with each other. They've they're familiar with the systems that each other runs. They literally practice against each other day in and day out for two years, especially in the off seasons and spring balls where they were honing in on their systems and not prepping for a specific opponent. So I imagine they both think that they can expose flaws in each other's systems. So who can expose the most flaws in each system? I believe this will be very, very apparent in this game, and I believe it will be in favor of the Gophers. Joe Rossi is a brilliant defensive coordinator. Honestly, I hope we can keep him as long as we can, but do not be surprised if he starts getting looks for coaching jobs after this season, even maybe after next season, but putting together what he has in these last three years has been nothing short of brilliant and I believe that will continue this week. Now, many might suggest I should have said, oh, Kirk Shiraka versus Mike Sanford, but that doesn't take into account the defensive the defensive side of ball for Colorado. It's, it's not a direct corollary when it comes to offense versus offense. So it wouldn't be taking into account the lesser defensive system of Colorado, which I don't think is fair game. And I think the more intrigue is the direct OC versus DC that have been very familiar with each other. So that is matchup number three. Next, we're going to discuss the three points to focus on to win this game and continue progressing through for success through the season. But first, let's talk about our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline is where you can get the latest trends and actions for all of your college sports betting needs, all of your NBA sports betting, your NFL sports betting, hockey coming back up again, baseball playoffs coming up. You can find all the latest numbers over at BetOnline. They also have eSports betting. They have live in-game betting. They have a virtual casino. So be sure to check out BetOnline. But I do have to say that the numbers we got at the beginning of this podcast were from BetOnline. That 46 and a half scoreline for this week, very, very tempting. The Gophers, I do believe, can win this game, not only covering the 27 and a half points in the spread, but that, that scoreline of 46 and a half feels kind of low. Like I said, Colorado has given up 51 points in both of their previous games. Now, as I said, the Gophers last week did cover their 57 and a half point scoreline last week. Now week one, I believe I misspoke. We didn't cover that scoreline. I believe it was at 52 and a half and the game was 38-0. So that one wasn't under. This one might be real close to that 46 and a half line, but it's tempting. It's really tempting. So be sure to check out any of the numbers over at Bet Online where the game starts. All right, so we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about the three keys to winning this matchup and helping set us up for success moving forward as well. But first, I want to thank you for making Locked On Gold Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. We're talking Monday through Friday. There's not a whole lot of podcasts out there that are doing that, and especially when it comes to Gophers Sports. So be sure to hit subscribe down below. And anything you want us to talk about, you want us to dive more into, we will cover it. Just drop it in the comments on YouTube. 
people were asking for more PFF grade inclusion and we're doing that. I want your feedback so that way we can make this the show where you always continue to row and go to. So let's talk about those three key main points for this week. The first is continuing the no fly zone. Our secondary has been absolutely shut down, absolutely baller. Our defense has given up the fewest plays so far in the entire country with only 84 plays given up. The second closest in the nation is Wisconsin with 100 plays given up. And that means we also have given up the fewest yards, as I've mentioned, and the second fewest touchdowns. Our secondary has been the fifth best in pass yards given up which is extremely impressive, especially because we haven't been able to generate a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback. So coverage sacks have been key for this defensive unit as this defensive line continues to grow, continues to develop, and continues to gel. And that will be important, especially as we head into Big Ten plays, helping them gel. So our no-fly zone is helping with coverage sacks and helping us get there to the quarterback quicker now we need to get that even faster but this will be a huge week to help improve that defensive line and continuing to lock down in the secondary the second point is that we need to scorch the earth with mo and trey the team has given up the most rush yards in the entire fbs colorado has been getting scorched that includes 435 rush yards on the ground last week alone The key to winning will be eating them up on the ground game, and it would be nice, but not necessary, but super nice to see a few big plays and explosives from Mo. His longest run in game one was 16 yards. His longest run in game two was 23 yards. Now, again, that isn't necessary, and he's still getting big chunk plays. I mean, he has nine 10-plus yard runs in in, in these two games, and he's only really played a half in each game. And he's getting over or about four yards after contact. That's that's super impressive. That's super good. And I believe stressing the run this week will hopefully allow us to catch Michigan State off guard next week because we won't have a ton of pass game film on there. Nothing besides basic route concepts. Nothing besides the basics on film and I think that we will continue to try and trend that way so that way Michigan State doesn't have a whole lot of passing film on us with Kirk Shiraka. They're gonna have to jump back to twenty nineteen and Kirk might not even be fully in that 2019 system. He's most likely made tweaks. He's made changes. He's got a quarterback that understands a lot better than he did as a sophomore way back in 2019. So I don't think we've even seen the best flashes of this offense yet. And I don't think we want to put that on film quite yet. So expect a lot of running the ball once again this week. Now, the third and final point of this week in setting us up for success is coming out of this game healthy. We're about to head into Big Ten play. We're about to head into one of the biggest games in the season starting next week. And this is a heavy, heavy win favor for us this week against Colorado. So if you couldn't tell that by the spread, I don't know how else to make it clear to you. But this Colorado team is not very good. We should walk away with a a win handily once again and punish a Power 5 team. So that helps a little bit with some points. Now, they're not the greatest, but... Still some some respect points there. And it'll help us in maintaining our top defense and really working out the key kinks once again. But I think overall, if we want to be a ranked opponent, we have to have to win next week 
in East Lansing and we need everybody at maximum strength at full health to do that so we need to come out of this game clean and healthy those are the three points continuing the no-fly zone scorching the earth with Mo and Trey this week and coming out of this game healthy that feels pretty basic but this is a basic matchup for the Gophers this week and we cannot drop it Next week is going to be a whole different story, a lot more details and intricacies with our breakdown. So that'll be something to look forward to, but we're going to close the show this week with the top players we need to step up this week. That's coming up next. All right, we are wrapping up this show with the top players we need to step up this week, two on offense, two on defense. The first is Dalen Wright. Getting a successful connection with Tanner Morgan will be massive towards our top end capabilities this season, and Dalen Wright and Tanner have not been on the same page so far. We need that connection prior to heading to East Lansing because I believe Dalen Wright's upside can bring us to a whole nother level. We've We've seen the connection with Tanner Morgan and Crabb. We've seen it with Michael Brown Stevens and Tanner. We've seen it with Brevin Span Ford and Tanner. Now we need a little bit of connection, a little bit of spark from Dalen Wright as well. He needs the spark to take the team to the next level. He has all the talent in the world, but there hasn't been that connection, and it really needs to start, or at least just a little spark, a little flourish this week. That leads to the second player in the offense that I want to bring up, which is Tanner Morgan. Like I mentioned, he is a key matchup this week just for keeping the efficiency, keeping the progression going, keeping his trajectory that he's been on, keeping that confidence and keeping it thriving. So that way we can head into East Lansing and be at our finest, which is what it's going to take. And so Tanner Morgan this week, realizing his success, realizing the best ability of this team will be Tanner Morgan continuing to thrive. So he is the other player on the offense this week that I do want to see continued flashes and success from now on the defensive side of ball i've got cody lindenberg he had a phenomenal game last week and he was all over the field they brought it up a ton on the broadcast as well if you watch it back and him and his showing could get him more time this week because of how much success he was finding that means more snaps and those more snaps mean more opportunity which i believe we will likely then continue to see growth and more production now he had two pressures last week with a qb hit and a hurry and he had four tackles and a defensive grade of a 78.8 from pff and that is a great defensive grade and his run defensive grade just strictly on the run game alone was an 86 which is baller baller so i think we'll continue to see more and more of him as he is really getting into the groove and warming up and he's finally healthy Fingers crossed it stays that way. The final player that I want to bring up on the defensive side of the ball is Tyler Newbin. I brought him up last week, and it was a Howden game. It was a Howden game. Howden showed out. Now, that doesn't mean we haven't seen positives from Tyler Newbin, but we haven't seen the pop-off game. We haven't seen the electricity that he can bring out there on the field. And that isn't to say, again, that he hasn't been successful, but we know it's coming. We know what he's capable of. We know what he can do. And we've saw tea time in game one with his interception. He had rock star coverage on the man-to-man. He even had flashes last week where he was shutting down, helping shut down Brantley. Um, we saw Howden go bananas last week. 
We've seen Wally out there with rock-solid games and back-to-back games and shutting guys down, but the Nubin game is coming, folks. And once he happens, there, once it happens, there will be no turning back. He is a special talent, a special player, and I am excited for him to really start to come into his own once again this season. So I'm prepping for that, and I think this could be the week where it starts to kick off before we hit Big Ten play. And that's going to do it for us on today's show. Tomorrow, we have Tristan coming back and joining the show, doing some predictions. Excited to have him back on. But, folks, it's almost Big Ten season. We're going to rock it out this weekend, and then it is time. It is time for Big Ten games, and we start off with a matchup against a top 15 ranked opponent. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're going to see what this Gophers team is all about. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to drop a comment below. Let us know what you're liking about the show. That's going to do it for us. That's going to wrap it for us. And I will see you tomorrow. Row the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.